This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. I'm Audrey Laura Bergenthal, uh, CEO and founder of Avica. What I like about fashion tech is that we can help uh, this uh, amazing industry uh, to change and uh, challenge uh, uh, new goals that are more ethic, that are more about uh, taking uh, customers into account and um, maybe uh, uh, making the world a little bit better. Size does matter, at least in the case of sizing apparel. Since the dawn of mannequins, accurately creating exact sizes representing the actual consumers has been a significant challenge. Now, after substantial research and development, there's a physical solution that doesn't require fit models. They're superior to the not always exact size mannequins of the ages. Coming up, a company that's devoted seven years of R&D to develop an advancement in robotics that realistically mimics the sizing of the human body, thereby dramatically reducing return rates. This episode was recorded with Fashion Is Your Business host Natalia Makalova on location in Los Angeles at the Remote Conference, where Yuvika was recognized for its exceptional design technology. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location. Hello, my name is Natalia and I'm the founder of Balanced Fashion. It's a fashion tech and sustainability consulting company and I'm here at Remote Conference in LA um, on location recording a podcast episode for Fashion is Your Business. Um, and I'm here with Audrey Laura Bergenthal. Thank you so much for joining. Um, tell me about yourself. Uh, I created my company uh, seven years ago and uh, we had... Uh, a lot of years de dedicated to R&D, uh, enabling us to create the first shape-shifting mannequin. Shape-shifting mannequin. Yes, yes. and uh, we just started uh, uh, commercialization uh, uh, this, uh, this spring, and uh, it's been, and it still is a fantastic adventure. I have dedicated my life to it, and I'm really happy I could start beginning re realizing my dream so tell me about the company itself so it is the mannequin and i was just there at your booth at remote conference looking at it and it is a shape-shifting mannequin exactly how it sounds so it's it's basically a white mannequin a form where you can manage uh you can you can set certain size uh, or scale and then it will shift to that size without any um anything visible you know how old mannequins have like expansion and all those like little um elements that you can see and this one is like seamless beautiful mannequin can you talk about the product itself right now Yes, I wanted to create a beautiful product mm -hmm. and I'm happy you find it very nice. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, indeed, um, when I had this idea of this evolutive uh, mannequin, I realized that uh, nobody questioned this equipment because it was beautiful. When you have a traditional mannequin, they always look nice uh, everywhere they are. 
and I said, okay, the challenge is to to make uh, a mix uh, mm -hmm. between technology and aesthetic. And uh, I think we, we did it well. Yes, and you're French. I believe that this is in your blood, you know, and make <laughs> things beautiful. And uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, thank you. And we wanted it to be nice because we are very happy to work with major haute culture brands and they they are really sensitive to aesthetic. And totally. And we wanted uh, to have an equipment that would match with their universe. Definitely, yes. Um, and what, yeah, you said uh, higher-end uh, designers, right, or higher-end brands, but what is your current target market that you're testing the product with? Um, what would that be? It's funny because I had the idea uh, at first for the ready-to-wear industry because right. I worked as a, as a product developer. And uh, mm -hmm. then, of course, I thought about haute couture and high-end brands. Sure. And um, we were astonished because from the very beginning, we've been contacted by other market segments mm -hmm. such as medical wear, security wear, oh, uh, sport brands. And uh, yeah. now we it's our first year of sales, but mm -hmm. we are already uh, diversifying ourselves and uh, now working mm -hmm. with haute couture, ready to wear. Our next client is in sport. And uh, and we'll have uh, our next next client will come from the medical wear. Wow. Okay. So you are testing all those different uh, applications, I guess, in different yeah. industries, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, from start. Right, right. It is a bold move, I would say, as a, from a business perspective. But it makes sense because a lot of people really didn't know that they needed it until you created it. As I was telling you before we started this interview is that it's almost like a Steve Jobs uh, perspective of creating something that didn't exist before and um, convincing or, or not even convincing but showing it to customers saying yes this is what really needs to exist and that exists already and they're like oh right it makes sense so thank you for working on what you're working on um, tell me a little bit about the development process because I heard that the company was actually founded back in 2011 Yes, it was a long way. Wow. For the first four years, uh, I work in parallel in uh, fashion, but also mm -hmm. as an innovator consultant, innovation right. consultant, sorry. And I finance uh, myself, the company, so wow, everything took time. And, uh, and then when I was sure that I had uh, a first prototype, a patent, um, the beginning of a software and uh, first major uh, ready-to-wear brand, ready, uh, eager to have this technology in-house, uh, I said, okay, I can raise funds because I know that it will be a success right. and I will give the money back <laughs> to my investors. I wanted to do things properly and uh, that's why after two uh, fundraising, we were able to have a, a company that is able now to work with major brands because it's such a honor to be approached by Chanel or, uh, mm. or other uh, famous uh, top client that we wanted to serve them right and I wanted us to be big. I didn't want to be a startup. Totally. I see that. I see that for sure. It's. Um, I understand how you were starting this company from your own 
you know, parallelly with your own work and uh, being calm about developing it. And it's, it is a lot of R&D, I'm sure, that goes into that. That's a huge investment of both time and money. So I admire that a lot. And again, grateful that you somebody is there who's doing that because um, this industry is all about the speed. And uh, sometimes it's important just to kind of slow down and say, hey, yes, this will take seven years to develop. Bear with us. It will, will, having that vision is important. Tell me about how that idea came to you. Oh, I got the idea 13 years ago. Wow. I'm really stubborn. I was uh, originally an IP counsel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I turned down my Harvard PhD when I yeah. had this idea because it was like an obsession soon. And, and, and I had this obsession and I said, okay. Uh, I'm 23, uh, I'm young, I mm-hmm. have uh, the future in front of me, I want to develop that idea. Uh, that I, I had the idea originally by just listening to my mother, she's beautiful, and mm. uh, she looks like the French actress Catherine Deneuve, yes. but really they look alike. You can mistake them, they have the same age, wow. now they have the same morphology, and it's, wow, it's impressive. So I have a beautiful mom. And uh, she kept complaining about not finding garments that would fit her well. Okay. And I said, okay, it's unfair. My mom is beautiful. She had three daughters. There was no way she cannot buy garments to, to make her beautiful. And uh, I checked how garments were made because I was working in an IP uh, law firm. And uh, I thought everything was robotized. And yep. I realized that almost nothing was and I said, come on, it's just like the middle age. and uh, In fashion industry. In fashion. Mean, yes. Yeah, I thought it was... Uh, I could see many fantastic innovation a decade ago in other segments and sectors. And, totally. And uh, I realized that fashion could have better technology and uh, more up-to-date equipment uh, to work with and better process. Right. And I saw this wood mannequin and I said, come on, it doesn't yeah. look like my mother it doesn't look like anyone, and someone should make it evolutive. Absolutely, and there are so many, obviously, bodies and shapes, and that mannequin, or even the the old school um, expansive mannequins, are still very, very, very limited. Um, they only have that many sections that they can be moved around. And what I saw uh, from your product is that it can it can evolve and shift in so many different ways and directions right it's it's um it's the the bus size the all the measurements that can really shift can you explain a little bit more how that kind of works and how you go go about it yes we wanted uh our technology to be very Mm user-friendly and to respect also the process and habits of uh, pattern makers and product developers because after I had the idea, I turned on my PhD and went to a fashion school and studied pattern making. Oh, you did? Yeah, I so that I wanted to know from the inside uh, all the secrets and habits. Yep. And I worked for five mm-hmm. years. And I, so I have designed the, the equipment of my dream because I was fed up also working on this mannequin and having... Uh, never-ending uh, fitting session and, totally. and correcting prototypes uh, too many times. And uh, so we reach a compromise with my team of engineers between technology and the respect of craftsmanship because I, I really, uh, I am in love with craftsmanship. And mm-hmm. uh, 
and uh, we would we wanted to find a balance and uh, that is why our uh, breath is not robotized for instance because I our see. users wanted something some breath that would have the same uh, softness uh, as woman breast yes and uh, but the 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 rest of the uh, it's a woman torso the woman to the rest of the woman woman torso is totally robotized and mm -hmm. all the key lines uh, of the body are evolving uh, you mm -hmm. can uh, you enter the measure of a person or mm -hmm. uh, your measurement ch chart and uh, you select the size um, and the robot will instantly evolve on all the key axes which are uh, breast, chest, uh, waist, hips and thigh. Mm -hmm. It can also expand or extend in height and, Interesting. Uh, and we can reproduce morphology from uh, Europe, uh, me, uh, South Europe and Mediterranean morphology, but also wow. American-Asian morphology, because also the way you pilot the deformation can also reproduce the way the body evolved according to morphotypes and age. Right, it makes total sense. Um, and I know there are technology companies that are out there that are collecting all that data on all those different body types. Do you own that data or you collect it as well? No, oh, we sorry, decided to help brands uh, protect the, their, their data. The, yeah, their data. We, mm -hmm. we want them to protect the core of their mm -hmm. know-how. So we, we, are, we build uh, encryption uh, pro, um, uh, data flow and uh, we don't have access to it. And uh, they have a very safe process and we can save them for them. We, we decided to to position uh, the company as uh, mm -hmm. uh, in the medical sector and uh, we right. have a very strict policy about that and privacy. we are never going mm -hmm. to sell them to anyone. And you're based in Europe where privacy laws are and you're coming from the law so it makes total sense and mm -hmm. I'm grateful like out of all the people out there in the industry or not in the industry you are seems like the best person to do what you're doing so i'm excited thank you <laughs> okay we're gonna why we want to grow big and be a leader <laughs> yes um okay we're gonna take a break now and after the break we're gonna dive deeper um more into the sustainable aspects of this product and um uh, learn a little bit more about development of uvica want to know where the most successful fashion and beauty brands go to learn from the top minds in retail well, guess what? It's Etail West. Since 1999, Etail West has been the destination for the nation's leading retailers to come together and share the latest strategies and best practices for engaging and retaining today's connected consumer. Join in to celebrate the 20th anniversary, February 19th through 22nd, at the luxurious JW Marriott in Palm Springs, California. And you'll experience four days of amazing insights from brands like Nordstrom, LVMH, Under Armour, Fabletics, Sephora, Poshmark, and more. From targeted roundtables and summits to interactive case study remixes, you'll find the tools you'll need to build a complete omni-channel shopping experience. And it wouldn't be Etail without an amazing party or two to decompress and network. Visit etailwest.com today and reserve your space. And guess what? Enter the code FIYB for 20% off your registration. 
How about that? Etel West, transforming retail together. Audrey, now I'm a proponent of how every single technology company that starts or out there can help our industry make be more sustainable and kind of provide that sustainable aspect, sustainable solution for the further development, whether it's transparency of the supply chain or if it's an efficient way of producing things. I think your product right now is um, creating the solution for uh, overconsumption of um, materials for uh, sample making, right? And just streamlining the process of sample making. As you said before, that um, garment production, especially from the sample side, it is very complex and it takes a lot of iterations. And I believe your product can help um, remove those, all of those steps and iterations or help remove them. Can you talk about that, like kind of sustainable aspect of it, uh, your product? Yeah, I think the, the whole textile industry needs to really tackle the sustainability issue right now. Right. And uh, we, Elvika, are small, but we do believe that with our technology, they will be able to reduce the number of prototypes. Sure. And uh, we have observed that uh, by using our robot and software, they are diminishing by minimum 30% to more than 50% the number of prototypes, which mm. means 50% uh, saves of raw materials. Totally. And that yeah. is why we are interesting major fast fashion brands in Europe as well. Definitely, Who yes. were victims of some recent scandal that leaked into the press. Yep, very aware of that. Cool, thank you. And um, tell me about where your company is going further next. Um, you mentioned before the interview that you are planning to open a New York City office. Um, talk about that. Yeah, we are very excited because um, a year and a half ago, we won a major fashion prize uh, called the Andam, right. uh, which has a, a worldwide reputation uh, in our sector. And then I didn't we know that they all also work with technology companies. I thought the Andam is only working with the uh, brands, fashion brands, but I guess they got into tech. Yeah, side. we were the first winner yes. of this yes. category they just created of Wonderful innovation and fashion tech, and we mm -hmm. were the first to win the first edition. It's good to know. And it's yes. been a huge boost for us. It was like uh, 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 receiving baptism from the Pope. Wow, yeah, yes. it, it is a huge award. I'm it, very familiar it with it. In yeah. Europe, it is huge. In the US, it's not as well known. But I, but uh, in the luxury field mm -hmm. in New York, they know they own them. And uh, that's why we were contacted by uh, American brands just after uh, because we had some articles on Vogue US. And it. that was really a huge boost. And then we won in January... Uh, the CES award in robotic and drone. Oh, interesting. And I think, well, my team told me that maybe we were the first uh, female company to won search an award. What? So, yeah. Okay. So I, this is it. This this does that. This, this really really is important part of it. Like this, you are one of those people who really a female-led technology robotic company. Yes. yes Thank we, you. Yes, we are. Yes. I have a fantastic team. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, CS was amazing. Mm -hmm. Really, it was one of the best experiments we right. had. And uh, we met major brands in America. And um, 
and uh, I decided to to create a, a branch here sure. in New York because we have such a long-waited list of, uh, of brands eager to work with us. I'm sure. And uh, it's a dynamic market. The, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, this market is aware that uh, change also needs to be uh, uh, made now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are ready to do it. And sometimes, which is good about America, that... When they decide to change, they change faster. True, true. That decision is, uh, yeah, it's the key. <laughs> yeah, so um, for us awesome. it's going to be, I think it, it could be our first market. Right, right. It is an innovative market. And once there is a product for it, there is a solution, then yeah, people will flock to you. <laughs> um, so Audrey, uh, you're French. Obviously, not obviously, but you're. Nah. I wish listeners could. I have could French citizenship, but my parents are not French. Oh, interesting. Where are you from? Where your parents are from? My, my mother is French, but they originate from uh, Belgium and Netherlands. Okay. And, uh, and my father uh, was born in uh, Transylvania. Oh. And uh, he's. Uh, he's Hungarian, and, uh, but was raised in Romania. I see. And he so escaped from his country. European. Okay. I yeah. want to talk to you about this. So to you, how do you feel? What are the differences between you uh, leading your company in Europe and having this kind of feedback, professional feedback there and um, here in the U.S.? Do you feel anything that is like a big difference that you didn't expect maybe was surprising or it's like global? I think we are lucky because fashion is global and they Mm -hmm. have everywhere in the world the same process, the same way to make garments. True. (laughs) And maybe I'm being Mm -hmm. too French, but I do think that uh, France was um, originally a leader in terms of know-how and process. And uh, this way of, uh, of doing... Um, has been widespread through the whole fashion world and that is why France always remains leader and our technology can be uh, widespread internationally so fast because mm-hmm. um, we can promote uh, uh, a certain way of doing. Right, like the innovators in the process. Yeah, yeah we like have France this has le- always been, yeah. Yeah, I think we have kind of of a legitimate uh, legitimacy to do it, and uh, totally. I found the same process everywhere. And haute couture uh, has this uh, way of doing that has uh, impregnate uh, that has how do you say um, the, the way haute couture works? We we find the same way in fast fashion and ready to wear. They have the same way to do it to, right. do gar- to make garments. Sorry, and uh, maybe maybe we were the one to 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 set up this way of doing. Right, you're the the first comers in the space, um, and <laughs> now you're promoting the new way of doing it from the perspective of this um, traditional industry uh, that was kind of coming up from France, and uh, you're the spokesperson basically from that that perspective. That makes total sense. Awesome. Okay, so uh, we're gonna take another break, and then after we'll learn more about who Audrey is and um, dive deeper into the personal aspects of her. Thank you. Thank you. 
On February 8th, three female-founded fashion and tech brands will gather for the Women of Color Fash Tech Brunch in New York. The event, hosted by Luxor and Finch, Girls in Fashion and Tech, and Geek of Chic, will include a three-course brunch and panel discussion focused on diversity and inclusion for women of color in fashion and technology fields. The event will take place at Fig and Olive at 12.30 p.m., and tickets are available now at wocfashtechbrunch.splashthat.com. time for questions off the grid with fashion is your business fashion is a industry where there's just a lot of things happening a lot of moving parts obviously and it's, it's it can be very draining and difficult to race race and constantly innovate and change what do you do to kind of relax and step out of the industry to relax and really rebalance yourself Ooh, tricky question because uh, when you decide to realize your dream, it's uh, 20 hours uh, dedication and Mm -hmm. uh, building a strong company eager to become international and a leader. Uh, It takes a lot of time and it's a lot of sacrifice and uh, we could not reach that level of expertise without... Uh, being strong and dedicated. So I would lie saying I had a nice life for the past seven years. It's been hard. And in the same time, it's been fantastic because I met fantastic people. And it's all about meeting fantastic human beings that will help you along the way. But it was hard. So to relax, I I just have a very simple life and... uh, I do yoga, I do sport, I go swimming and I go walking. We are based in a very nice area in France, Mm -hmm. in a very nice countryside. And that is the way I can suddenly, um, on Friday until Sunday, uh, cut from my my hectic week. Right, and go into nature. Yeah. Yes, I know south of France is beautiful Mm. and the countryside is just... Mm, yes, I can imagine you just completely relaxed there, hopefully. Um, all yeah. right. Well, thank you so much for um, your openness and for sharing all these insightful aspects of you and the, your company. And again, thank you so much for working on what you're working on, because, you know, without you, this industry will stay wherever it was. So thank you. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks to the listeners. Um, thanks for your time to listen to our episode. This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This 
This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.